welcome to the Blessed Sacrament Homilies Podcast, where our mission is to help everyone recognize and experience the presence of God. We hope you are nourished and encouraged by the Word. Thank you for joining us. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, He will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, says the Lord. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. A stranger and you welcomed me. Naked and you clothed me. Ill and you cared for me. In prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, You did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or ill, or in prison, and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. If you barely paid attention to the scripture readings over the last month or so, you'd still probably pick up that the readings have to do with judgment and with accountability of what we've been given. And they can be both encouraging, and they can make us really scared. But at the heart of the readings is an understanding that everything we have is gift. And the only thing that's really expected of us in the long run is to be able to share those gifts freely with one another. Well, I am sure that some of you have some odd hobbies that you follow. I have one that's pretty strange as well. 
That is, if I have a weekend off, I will usually seek out, at least for an hour or so, some of the TV preachers that are out there. And I watch them, truthfully, for the entertainment value more than anything else. But sometimes they take me from beyond just being sad in what they're saying to being really scared in what they say. Because if you listen to them, even casually, the one thing you'll notice is that they're pretty sure they got it all figured out, that salvation is for them, and perhaps for those folks there and those of you who send them big checks. But for the rest of us poor slobs out there, we're in big trouble. And I don't think even with this particular gospel, that's what Jesus was trying to do. I think he was trying to motivate us to recognize what we're called upon to do. But I think he also was trying to teach us that the only way we're going to ever get to that point of being righteous is through his love and mercy, that we are dependent upon that, which is far different than the TV preachers are in thinking that they're righteous because they're just better than the rest of us. But particularly this day, this final judgment, last judgment of Matthew, people start thinking about end time and the Lord coming again in glory, and what that'll all be like. And the one thing we know for certain, not one of us knows. We don't have the answers, we don't have the clues, we don't have anything that's going to tell us when or where or how things are going to be. So it's okay to speculate a little bit. But our speculation should be grounded in the things we know. Things like our tradition, things like the scriptures, things like our experience of God that we already have. So I'm going to give you my vision of the end times. And I can do a pretty good job of arguing that I think I'm on the right track, even though I don't know. Well, first of all, when's it going to happen? We are not even close. In the big continuum of human existence, we might be in the first couple seconds of life. When will it happen? Here's where we got a little bit more evidence. When everything in that first part of the judgment in Matthew's gospel that I just proclaimed, when we're doing that and we're doing it well, when we're feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting the sick and those in prison, when we're modeling God's love, when we got it right, that's when the world will hear those words that Jesus said in the scriptures. Welcome to the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Because we have finally got it right. That's why I say we're a long way, because we know we're a long way away from that. Now, how can I say that? Well, I can say it because I think it's rooted in not just our tradition, but in good philosophy of what God must be like. Because God must be perfect in all things. So God is perfectly patient, and God is perfectly merciful. So we're going to have a lot of time to get it right. In fact, I would argue we're going to have as long as it's going to take. And that's going to take a long time. But maybe... If we want to commit to it just a little bit more, 
we can listen to those things and start to do them more often. And then we can bring the fullness of the kingdom just a little bit closer. Whenever we care for those who are suffering, whenever we are merciful, whenever we are, what? Christ-like. <laughs>